Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Hello and welcome back to the Revitalize and Grow podcast. I'm Jenny, your host, and this week I'm joined with Libby and Becky. Hello. And we are discussing the topic um, around remote working and in particular, has remote working killed creativity? Um, Because there seems to be a bit of a discussion that you can see going online there. Um, Some people believe it has, some people believe it's better. So we just thought we'd have a bit bit of a chat about it. Um, So over to you, ladies, Becky, Libby, that open question. Do you think remote working has killed creativity? I think there's pros and cons to remote working. Um, From a creativity perspective, my overarching feeling to that very large question is that I think nothing quite replaces being face-to-face and in a room Mm -hmm. with lots of people when you're brainstorming or planning. Um, But I do think there are some very clear benefits to remote working and there are still ways that you can be creative and collaborate from a remote perspective. Mm Any, uh, I was say, <laughs> any examples? So I think, I, like I said, there are definitely some pros to working from home or remotely. Um, a lot of people feel less distracted when they're in their own environment or on their own working at home or wherever their chosen workspace is. Um, I think new environments also provide a lot of inspiration or different things that can spark that brilliant idea or the start of a brilliant idea. Um, and I think like, we're very lucky with the development of technology. I mean, pre-COVID, a couple of years ago, no one wanted to be on a video mm. call um, and show their face. But actually, that's really been transformed as a result of the pandemic. And us, actually, we can connect with so many more people being remotely. So even if they're just 20 minutes down the road or 20,000 miles away Mm. in a different time zone, different country, actually you can connect and therefore you could have brainstorms with people that perhaps you never would have been able to before. So I do do think that's quite a big benefit. And we're learning how to do it, aren't we, I think. I think right at the beginning, if you weren't a company that already used, were already remote, because, you know, I think sometimes we forget there are companies out there that were already (laughs) remote workers and it worked for them. and they were doing it long before everybody was forced into it. And I think for maybe if I take ADPR as an example, we're certainly, we've certainly learned, if you think back to when we initially had to start using, you know, Zoom and Teams for brainstorming, mm. it might have been a little bit disjointed and a bit Definitely. weird for us, yeah. you know, because we didn't, we were so, wasn't what we were used to. Whereas actually now we're, it's, second nature isn't we find ways that make it work for us but I I imagine that's the same for a lot where we've just learned this sort Mm. of new language this new wait sorry go on Libby 
No, I was just going to say, um, like on that, in terms of like businesses, well, people that have worked remotely before. My mum is one example. She works for the Ministry of Defence and she worked remotely for, I think, like a year or two before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not not so much about creativity, but she made a comment the other day that she she seems to, she knows more people than she ever knew before mm-hmm. since the pandemic. And now everyone well more people are working remotely um whereas before she was sort of quite in a silo and sort of people sort of forgot about her so um, yeah yeah it's so much more common now isn't it and mm. I think there's actually quite a nice um like familiarization and things that we've got in common mm. like if I'm not working at home but not in the office occasionally I might go and work at my best friend's house and we yeah. have separate offices and obviously still get a lot of work done but actually like we wouldn't have had that opportunity before mm. or if you go and ask your boss if you can go and work at your best mate's house for a day mm. pre-pandemic that would have been a really weird request wouldn't it <laughs> yeah we <laughs> go and work at my mate's house um and I think Becky it was you that was talking about it in another conversation we were having which is actually pro of doing um or brainstorming and being creative remotely is actually you get to tap into potentially more people sure, because yeah. people aren't having to all be in one location so actually you're getting more brains more points of view a nice diverse group that maybe you wouldn't have done before you mm. know if you've if you work in a if i think when i've worked in house and i'm in the central office and, you know, we're in London, we're in the central office and we brainstormed with whoever was in the central office. Didn't necessarily brainstorm with anybody else in any of those offices around the country. It was never a consideration before though, was it? Because mm. you were like, well, they're not in my office, so there's no chance to also involve them. Yeah. Or they'd have to travel for so long or and there's loads of other costs mm. that are perhaps incurred but now I think we're like okay who would be beneficial to this brainstorm or who should be involved mm. in it and can I find a date in the diary that fits with everyone it doesn't matter if they're in London and I'm in Somerset or they're almost mm. if they're in Norway and I'm in England it doesn't really matter as long as we yeah. can make diaries align then it's, it, everyone can get involved can't they and it extends it beyond like we talk about it don't we where we talk to clients about um actually when you're coming up with your strategies like bring in the people that aren't just in your marketing team bring the people Mm. that are on your sort of front line or your customer service and originally or if you were all in person sort of being getting your creative juices going you tend to stick to just maybe the marketing team that might be unfair Mm. to a lot of people and it might not that doesn't apply to everyone obviously but at least now it's much easier to say, well, do you know what the sales guys in this area or, you know, whoever it is, it's much easier to dial them in to get Mm. them involved um, and get their points of view than it would have been before. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And there's loads of tools, isn't there? There's loads of sort of whiteboards you can use and all sorts to make it feel. Yeah. Loads of, almost too many tools. (laughs) (laughs) Something else to learn or install. Um, but yeah no I definitely would agree that there's um benefits to both um and there's different um scenarios that that would suit you know if it's sort of a you've got a really big sort of brainstorm just to session that it's probably better to do that in person if you can Mm. um but one thing I was looking at as well is in terms of like 
I suppose as a result of work, homeworking, remote working, there seems to be like a, a bit of an increase in in how we communicate in terms of like the amount we communicate and the channels that we communicate through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as you were saying, Becky, for some people that means that they maybe have been working a little bit more than they would have perhaps yeah. if they were in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe for some businesses, expectations have changed as well. Um, so I suppose all of those things conf- combined just mean that there's less time for individuals to I suppose research think and and brainstorm their own creative ideas mm-hmm. on their own um so it makes that sort of aspect hard, perhaps slightly bit, bit more difficult so you've not got that space that you might might have had brain before. space yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I agree yeah. because how often like I guess for our industry we're also kind of people pleasers and so when someone asks you for a meeting you instantly look for a hole in your diary um, I would say there's definitely a greater frequency of calls or meetings um, and you naturally look for a hole in your diary. But absolutely, um, you do need that brain space to be able to like stop and complete that idea or write up some notes mm. and then move on to the next task without having like back to back calls. Interestingly enough, Outlook told me the other day that I needed to work on that and to build in a break between some meetings, mm. which I thought was quite mm. funny. So that's obviously <laughs> like trickled down and there's clearly some research. Mm. Interestingly, I did read some research. Um, some proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences did a study into 5,000... posh. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, they did a research with 5,000 participants split into 1,300 groups across 22 different samples. So trying to be as diverse and inclusive as possible. And they looked specifically at um, how working, how effective we are working remotely in these groups. Um, And one of the areas they looked at was collective intelligence, which is the ability to work together with these groups. And they said that there was actually little difference in how groups work together or how we um, complete a task, for example, between remote working versus Mm face-to-face. However, the significant differences is how the work was actually done. So like the tactics or the route to get there and also by who was doing the work. So was it necessarily the right person for the job or was it someone that perhaps is a bit more efficient because they're at home or they're getting stuff done? Um, which and that is what had an impact on their mm. collective intelligence, if any, was because someone else might be doing the work and they should mm. or shouldn't have been. Um, but also it also impacted their social skills. Um, so I think we're probably all aware that um some you pick up on other people's body language and the more experience you have. We were talking earlier about like active listening and showing that you're listening. And right now I'm using my hands and you mm. express yourself, don't you? Um, and those non-verbal cues and coordinating who says what, when, is actually much harder over like a video call than it is in person because you naturally not. do it when you're in per- <laughs> in person with other people. <gasps> I have Ooh, not. What's that? I have not finished reading it. I've only just started it, but it's already really good. And I was just, I wanted to mention it actually because this was quite a relevant point. And I'm enjoying it so far. And it's a book called Digital Body Language. So how to build trust and connection, no matter the distance. And it's all that stuff, you know, it's all that kind of digital body language in terms of how you write emails, how long it takes you to respond to an email. Yeah. When, as you say, Becky, when you're having a conversation, 
you know, if there aren't cameras on, how can you kind of tell necessarily, you know, you can't see somebody's features, you can't see them using their hands and waving them about like I am now. Wow. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it's really interesting already so far. I don't have anything additional to say to that other than <laughs> like, I just thought I'd share um, in case anyone else was interested because um, I am enjoying it so far and I think it will be really useful mm, um, really really interesting because that also feeds into some of the stuff that, that I took from that study was things like trust and communication and what mm. Libby was saying earlier about workload on average the additional pressure of working from home or perceived pressure perhaps is that we're all working around about two hours a day extra than we would have before if we were in the office mm -hmm. and that's because our work and our home lines have blurred like not everyone has a separate office that they can go to and close the door from for mm, example yeah or it's like in an open space etc so I think some of it as well is that and again it's how we adapt to it isn't it mm. and how we mm -hmm. like we we're lucky as a as a team we're a relatively small team aren't we so it's quite easy for us to just hit the call button on teams and quickly speak to someone but I can imagine that's a lot harder in a bigger organization um because I think the time that has increased I know we've talked about it as a company and how we build it into our working day is things like the quick questions that aren't quick I'm someone who really then agonizes if someone asks me a quick question over messenger I I agonize over my answer mm -hmm. quite a lot whereas in person i I just kind of reel stuff off and then change my mind and convince myself of a different route of action and, you know, and then come to a conclusion. Yeah. Um, and I think that takes more time or more of my time anyway. Yeah. But I think we slightly digress, don't we? If we bring yeah. it back to bringing it back to creativity. And so interestingly, out of this study, it did say that from a specifically from a creativity perspective, there was a lack of serendipity with remote working. And that is the spontaneity of that brilliant idea or the light bulb mm. moment or jump. someone says something and then you it instills another idea or it develops into something. else. Mm. And there is there was quite a considered lack of serendipity from by remote working mm. versus getting around a table together in person and brainstorming or developing ideas. One of the key things there in terms of how to, because, you know, I think for all the challenges that there are, there are solutions, you know, and mm. it's how you build them in to your organisation or your business and how you kind of get all your employees involved to, with whatever those changes are. So, I, you know, and I think, a big part of that is just making sure people sometimes forget to communicate things. So they might be sitting at home. I mean, we do a lot of reading for our clients and for our own development. So we're looking at the news, we're looking at a particular industry. And so we share it with each other. And then someone will go, oh, that's interesting. And I saw this other thing. And, you know, and we're doing this within our team's channels, but not everybody does that. And they maybe keep it to themselves they might see something and read it and think, well, that's, you know, oh, that's an interesting article and then yeah. move on. Mm -hmm. Whereas actually, if you like, we have a particular channel, don't we, where we share everything together mm. and that can help to generate that to and from, to and fro in terms of seeing something and someone else pops in and another thing is, oh, I saw it over here and I saw this other thing. And that reminds me of 
And I think it's also important to like say that it's not always like specific news articles or it Mm. might not be something that's specifically to a particular campaign. Like in order to be able to feel connected with each other and develop all of that, we have to have a relationship with each other. So sometimes it might be stuff that's in the news. It might be something mm. that's funny that happened last night at home or that one of the kids did or something like that. Yeah. It's important that we're sharing and communicating together like we would in an office, mm. even though we're not always in the office. And it's important sort of to cut, we always talk about it in terms of having space for like fostering creativity is you need to carve out that space for mm. yourself as well and and prioritize it as something you do so whether that's having your first half an hour to go through linkedin go through you know have a look on the bbc news website other media channels are available and <laughs> you know like just and carve that time off out and make sure you do it and prioritize it and you know even if you don't necessarily have something immediate to share with someone you're just taking in lots of information so much about creativity is just reading researching looking at you know in new places that you haven't looked at before and kind of mining all that information which sparks that creativity so yeah. although if you're listening and you don't think it's important to spend you know 30 minutes of your day trawling through and looking at the news and looking at linkedin it you know it can do wonders and so many ideas come out of that just from learning and reading and seeing what everybody else is doing yeah Yeah. and I think um you mentioned it earlier but I think one of the benefits as well to sort of being remotely is that you can sort of quite easily change your um work environment you can pop out for a walk or something so I think it's it's sort of not forgetting about that because that can often help to inspire um creativity Mm. can't it sometimes the, the best things the best ideas you have ones usually like falling asleep or in the yeah. shower. In the shower. <laughs> yeah. Not that you should have a nap to get ideas, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to build think... that into my day, I think. I'm going to have a half an hour nap for creativity yeah. purposes. Oh, well, two things actually that you both kind of raised there is one is you change your environment and, and it's also about kind of not getting your phone out. So when you have the kettle on, you don't, I mean, quite often people automatically get your phone out and start scrolling and filling your brain with reading emails. It's actually just let yourself, like you said, go for a walk. It's let your brain wander and let your brain be bored. We talked about this at a workshop, didn't we? Yeah. And it's just like, just be bored, let yourself be bored. And then that's, and often that's why you do think of things in the shower because you're Mm -hmm. not, you're not occupying yourself with anything other than washing your hair. And you know, it's, it's, so you, you have that space to kind of suddenly make those connections of stuff, you know, you talked about the day before and you read about earlier and suddenly your brain makes all those connections for you without you even trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. As you're saying, with people automatically get out of their phones. I was having a conversation with someone the other day who lost their phone and we were just saying how weird it feels in certain 
situations like even if you go and have a doctor's appointment if you don't have your phone on you and you're just sort of looking around you just feel like a bit of a weirdo like (laughs) (laughs) just lost like we've become so ingrained in using our phones haven't we yeah yeah like we're always automatically everyone does it if you're like waiting for the kettle to boil you're scrolling on social media or reading Mm. emails or because you can't possibly have two minutes of doing nothing but actually it's so valuable to like you say Jenny just let your mind wander and think about stuff and then your brain starts making connections and that's when you might get a brilliant idea or you can put things into place or work things out logically of how you're going to achieve something Mm. or how you might reply to said email yeah Mm. it was I can't remember who was who said this to me which is really annoying but it was quite a while ago and they said they were thinking about the fact that they wanted to just go and stand outside the building and have some time and just stand there and not get their phone out. Maybe it was in this workshop, Becky, I can't remember. And somebody said, but isn't it funny because smokers would go outside and just stand there and smoke and people would be like, well, that's quite normal. But then if you walked past someone who's just stood there, (laughs) you would sort of think, what? What that's you weird. did that's that's a bit fishy. What are you doing? Just stood there enjoying also, <laughs> sort of people watching. There's a new blog on the ADPR website all about psychology. Um, I hope I've said that right, which is where you walk outside and look up and just be present and be aware of mm. what's going on around you and the birds and the clouds and the sky. And it's about kind of giving yourself a little bit of meaning and kind of seeing where you fit with the world. But it's all about that, like kind of mindfulness and well-being mm. but again giving yourself that time to just stop and yeah yeah scrolling on social media or reading your emails or yeah taking things off your list like just taking five minutes to stop and be and let your mind wander mm. I think it comes back to just sort of um wellness in general doesn't it and getting that whole work work-life balance um in check and making sure you get enough sleep and you're eating all the right things because it's really hard to be creative when you know you're lacking sleep or Mm. you're hungry and tired and stressed and you've got too many things happening isn't it so it's it's sort of trying to get that sort of all in line first Mm. and then you sort of like you say giving yourself that time to be creative yeah and and taking the pressure off slightly so if you know if you're all on a remote brainstorm you've all come together you've got a nice virtual whiteboard up you're all brainstorming trying to be super creative if it's not working come go go but no <laughs> one's holding you to ransom to be there you know you can you can you can you know be like do you know what I think maybe everyone's a bit done for today let's all go away sleep on what we've already talked about and then mm-hmm. come back tomorrow or come back the next day and and actually revisit what we've already discussed because that's another thing as well as sleep as you say Libby is so important just for energy but also your brain is filing everything away when you go to sleep so all the experiences and all the things you've discussed that day it's moving from short-term to long-term memory and then it starts making those connections so it starts thinking actually that thing you talked about today remember the I don't know, something or other you saw last year. And it kind of is making those connections, which is why often when you sleep on stuff and you you get another sort of fresh perspective when you come back the next day and it's well worth doing. So it's like, take the pressure off, mm. sleep on it. 
<laughs> come back. I mean, I know sometimes there is pressure and there's deadlines and things have to things have to go out. But you know, I think there's also the, the pressure that you can put on yourself to be creative and come up yeah. with the amazing ideas straight away. I think, yeah, I think I think that's it, isn't it? It's like when you're sort of putting your to-do list together and you can't just sort of put the 15 minute come up with a good idea yeah. something on your list, can you? Because it's just it just, just doesn't happen that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think there's lots of ways. Have we already said this? But it was um Libby, I don't think we have. I think we were talking about it beforehand. Um you were saying, Libby, in terms of brainstorming remotely, you saw some research that was that made a difference whether you had your camera on or not? Yes. Yeah. So they um yeah, so it's some research. They got um two people, like various different groups of people to do to come up with some ideas, do some brainstorming in person and online. Um and the results came back that the people in in person came up with more ideas um and they were quite shocked at that because obviously you know with the video cameras on that's sort of the closest thing really to being in person so they did the research again but asked the people to um who were working remotely to turn their cameras off um and then the results came back kind of similar fairly similar um so they they came to the conclusion that people when they have their cameras on for brainstorming can get quite distracted by the fact that they can they can see themselves um Mm. and they're quite focused on I suppose all that stuff we said earlier you know that sort of digital body language making sure they look engaged looking at the screen making eye contact digital eye contact (laughs) um you know you're not necessarily looking around and taking inspiration from your surroundings like looking up looking down like all those things that you perhaps do in person um you know might help help you to sort of come up with those ideas Mm. um as well so they suggested um turning yeah turning cameras off for um yeah brainstorming sessions might help that's just opposite I think of what we would think Mm. that would be you know I I automatically think again like you say because of body language that having your camera on would be better but I think mentioned earlier as well Libby it's probably different for different things so for brainstorming cameras off could be better but general meetings Mm -hmm. I think it depends as well an element of like I don't know to what extent like those people did they know each other before because if you have a really really close relationship with someone I think you're less concerned about some of those things whereas perhaps Mm. it's someone that you don't know so well or someone that you've just started working with you're more concerned about how you're yeah and I think that also plays into like different like roles within the group I was going to say agency Mm -hmm. but the group but also the experience of that person because like very generalization here but like younger members of the team or those that haven't been with the agency as long or the company as long might actually not feel very confident to put their ideas forward or put their hands up whereas if you've got your camera off and can't necessarily I mean you can tell who's talking because you light up Mm -hmm. don't you but you're not there to see like people's reaction when they go it's not a very good idea (laughs) or oh my god that's amazing but you don't know what that response is going to be and we always say like any brainstorming or creative planning like no idea is a bad idea because it's not it's really not it's about kind of discussion and building on other Mm. ideas and developing things and working through various ideas to get to that 
great light bulb moment but actually it can be quite daunting like Mm. even if you've been there for a while or you're of a certain level it can still be daunting to put an idea forward and be like oh have we thought about speaking to this audience or using Mm. this channel Um, can be quite scary especially if you've got like a group of people where maybe the MDs involved or a couple of senior management are there and you come up with an idea and they're like I'm sorry what (laughs) Yeah, I would agree with that because even though it's still scary to put your ideas forward like in person in a big meeting around a conference table, for some reason it just seems more intense on a call. Like everyone, I suppose it's because it it drowns out anyone else's sort of sound and all eyes are on you, whereas that might not Mm. be quite the same. You know, people again looking around, looking down, aren't all just staring at you. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I was going to say the sea of faces on your screen that are like. (laughs) staring at you (laughs) but I think you know I think there's all these things we've talked about there's workarounds isn't there it's just how you make sure you invest in um different ways of working so yeah there is there are ways to do it you know and there are no rules either I think that's the thing there's no if you find, although we've just quoted some research that says turn them off in a brainstorm if that doesn't work (laughs) for you don't do that you know, yeah, exactly. do something and do something else. There's no, you know, you are the masters of your own ship. Ship. <laughs> so, ship. Yes, ship. Do not need an E on this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to summarise, do you think, it doesn't matter what, you know, we've just talked about how scary it is to put your ideas out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think remote working has killed creativity or not? I don't think it's killed it. I think it's potentially hindered it a little bit. I'm a very social person, so I would much rather do it in person if you can. But I do think there are workarounds or mm. like solutions if being in person is not possible mm. for whatever reason. Libby, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I would agree. There's um, some aspects of remote working that sort of don't help creativity, but there are certainly ways to to change mm. that and solutions and adaptions that you can make that make that make mm. that better it's just different mm. isn't it it's just different yeah. it's just different but we still there's still plenty of ways to to be to be creative um okay on that note um i think we'll wrap it up there but uh, thank you everyone again for listening um if you do have anything you want us to cover please do get in touch you can reach us at hello at adpr.co.uk um have a look for us on the website you can see all of our lovely smiling faces individually on the website and get in touch with us individually if you want to um otherwise we shall see you next time 